Hey everybody, this is Belgarian and Beyond, the show where we explore magical reality through fiction chapter by chapter. And we've begun with the Belgarian series of books by David Eddings. Welcome to season three, episode 28, the final episode in season three. This season, we're reading book three, Magician's Gambit, and today we're diving into chapter 27, the final chapter, the exciting chapter. My name is Sandra yeah. Turnbull. <laughs> My name is Sandra Turnbull. I am the director of Goddess Kindled Universe and I'm the author of magical realism novels and non-fiction experiential guidance. And I'm Alicia Seymour. I am a fantasy author and I write stories about exploring uh, magic and wonder in, in the darkness. Yes, you do, sweetheart. Yes, mm-hmm. you bloody well do. <sighs> Welcome to the show, Yay. everyone. What did you think of this week's chapter? It was good. It was good. Different. It went way differently than I thought it was going to. Oh, yeah. I want to hear all about it. I want to hear all about how it diverged from this is going to be a good talk, I think. Because this is like, yeah. it's all happening in this chapter. There's so much like, I want to know what you picked up, what 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 was interesting, what was confusing, what was like, huh, where'd that come from? I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. It's going to be a good talk. Cool. Well, we'll dive straight into Pogara's cup. Tell us what's in your potion this week. Well. Despite everything we talked about before the show, um, <laughs> a little bit of upset in the personal life. Everything else is this rich, sweet plum mead. Uh, oh, I just—I've never had plum mead, but I say it more for the color. Come the, and the visit me, and you can have some. Plum. I have plum mead that we made. You know, you made you guys made one. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll have to come sometime. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know years from now we're both old ladies <laughs> when they allow us to travel freely again um sorry to interrupt no no it's fine I well I say this because I'm I've been like it lost in I guess kind of like you were a little while ago but I've been now lost in these fantasy stories of um not only am I finally back into my last the draft of my last book in the series, the the Raven and the Oracle book. Yay! Um, and finally, and it's I'm like, why have I waited so long? Because I'm I'm now I'm like close to halfway through the second, like right through of it. Like I have to just go in and add add it, make sure everything's there's nothing missing. And oh wow, and really? Take things away. Well, yeah, but then I have to go through it again and read it all through fluently and yes. that's going to probably require even more adjustments so yeah. i'm not th- that close to being ready to publish but it's not uh, going to be very long you know it's not as far, very long. You know, you're not as far away as you might think no 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 i'm gonna have to reach out i was gonna do yesterday i forgot I should make a note i need to reach out to my cousin hmm. and see I'm if he's ready to cover. get get moving on the cover because i'm like <laughs> Are you ready? Like, I'll send you the money now. Let's do this. Um, I'm really excited. I already know what I want for the cover, and I'm so excited to see him do yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. Um, Is this the first yeah. time you've given him specific directions? No, I've done it on all of them. 
Yeah. But he's so, I guess it's a family thing, but he's so tuned in yeah. to fantasy like I am that I just say it and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. And he goes, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> doing better perfect. than I am. <laughs> oh, that's so, so exciting. Yeah. So that's been really, really cool. And the other thing that I don't remember, I think I was prompted, I was doing cardery or something. Prompted, something prompted me. I was reading a book. I just got a new book and I already finished it about light worker stuff. It was awesome. And in it, she's talking about listening to your soul calling and all this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> every, like in the beginning, every single word she was saying, I was like crying. And I'm like, oh my, how does she know all of this? And she's like, <laughs> like the universe was obviously channeled through her in that book. But yeah. um, it was that book that I'm like, you know what? That's it. And I sat down and I started planning out my next series. I'm like, it's going to be quite some time before I'm ready to write this anyways. I'll finish the Raven Dreams. Then by the time that's finished, the planning is still going to be happening for the series. I want to be writing it. So let's just start it. Mm-hmm. And now that I've started it. You want to write like, it. <laughs> well, not even. I'm not even close to ready to write. Yeah. But I already see it unfolding and it's making me so excited. Um, and now I even... Your, yeah, just keep writing your plan down. And by the time you do yeah. get to write it, you'll know it so well that it will be easy. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. That's what's happening. And I, I've learned from the first series, like everything I will not do this time. <laughs> and so I know that I'm going to write it all at once. All the books yeah. are going to be done before I even put the first one out, at least the draft release yep. the drafts and I'll know how the whole thing ends before I do anything yep. um so that's been really fun but what happened is the next day or even maybe that evening after I started um doing this little brainstorm on this new series mm. I think I was doing a meditation and all of a sudden it just pops in uh these three titles of of like nonfiction mm-hmm. um that that would they'd be they would be on the same topic like my working title for this um new fantasy series the working title will probably change but the whole series is the warrior of lights that's uh-huh. always been like my thing yeah so that's what i have and i got this like clear vision of three titles for the warrior of light nonfiction series yeah. that and all the titles just flooded in and, and i was like that's that's so perfect and then I knew that it was exactly the thing I needed to help me the most right now so now I'm in this place like okay now do I just plan them all together because they're probably going to relate to each other a lot and then that way I'm I'm phasing because the first phases are going to be really dark and and sorting that out and then it's going to get lighter and lighter and lighter Uh um for both the fiction and the nonfiction, so this I'm trying so, to figure all that out. It's so wonderful. But I'm excited. But it's it's so wonderful. Okay, so because you, you know that my pull of the tribe series was the first series I started writing. Yeah. When I was became just me by myself. Okay. And got into writing. That's the first series that I started writing, and there's the magical realism series. And my embodying earth nonfiction came out of the first book. Did you know that? You knew that, didn't no. you? No. You, you didn't know that. Which, which is the first book? Which is the first So book? the first novel 
in the magical realism series pull of the tribe is afri's earth yeah now i've written yeah. the entire novel i published it and then unpublished it because i want to write the whole series mm -hmm. of just five books and then put them out there but the my first non-fiction is all the magic out of the first novel that's my first nonfiction. And so the idea all the way along was to write the novel, pull the magic out of the novel, write a nonfiction so that people could embody that magic in their own lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the whole point of, of yeah. that whole, you know, so there's the mad, there's the there's the 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 fiction and then the nonfiction. Right. Yeah, this feels like something similar. I don't have quite a clear vision. But I know that it's like the first book title is, is to do with suffering, allow the suffering. The second one is loving the darkness. The third one is being the light. Oh, so, I love it so much. <laughs> right, right. That's what I said. And I'm like, and that's when I knew I was like aligning because, uh, and, and she had just been talking in the book about the muse. And I always remember the muse with um, Elizabeth Gilbert and her book, yeah. Big Magic. And she yeah. talks about the muse so much. And how you have to be open and ready for the muse yeah. to show up. And it did because I showed up just by beginning this brainstorm of my fantasy. And look, what King, the, the muse came in with this whole other what book series. What you're being given is a way to work it's, through. I know. All I know. of the stuff. This is your internal support structure manifesting saying here you go we got you mm -hmm. this is how we're going to get you through this yeah so you've got this yeah. whole team of spirit behind you coming through in all of this work and you're gonna hold your own hand and guide yourself through all of this yeah i felt that i really felt that because i just got goosebumps um, yeah because i knew that the nonfiction is gonna it's going to pull from all of the works that I have changed me, like Edgar Tolle and Wayne Dyer. And, um, you know, I can't think of all the others right now, but <laughs> all of the highlights from their stuff that just, and when I realized what Eckhart Tolle's for me is the main three points always that theme throughout both of his books is non-resistance, non-attachment and non-judgment. Yep. And when I looked at the titles of my book, I was like, Hold on a second. <laughs> wow. Yes. Allow, allow the suffering is non-existence. Yes. Loving the darkness is non-judgment. Yes. And being the light is not is not attaching, you know, because when you're when you're the light, you just you're you're unattached to you just are. You're not attached <laughs> to anything. I'm like, that's too perfect. Like he's the one that started all of this and inside of me. And uh yeah. And now I'm going to be able to wrap it up. Well, maybe not completely, but tie a bow. At least oh, you know what we do it. We keep moving our whole lives. And that's why we keep writing yeah. because we're different people every day. Yeah. So that, that's really exciting. The last, the last quick thing I just have to share. I uh -huh. started reading that, the book that you were talking about, like maybe a month ago. The All Souls <laughs> trilogy. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm like halfway through the first book and Isn't this has also awesome? become, it's also become one of my saviors through everything in, oh, yeah? in my home life right now. It's yeah. It's I, so, every evening. It's so captivating. Like you just totally just, inside the world. 
I didn't expect to have this like love story so quickly, but I, I'm loving it. I'm loving vampires and witches and demons. You say demons, right? That's how you I, say it. Well, that's the way I say it in my head. But isn't it the most wonderful, like, telling like- <laughs> telling of these these creatures? I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. And I really love the connection, too, between the two, the vampire and the witch. Mm-hmm. Like, it's interesting because you've always had the vampire stories, the vampire with the girl, and, okay, it's like Twilight. And sometimes I feel it's it's a little Twilighty, but, I mean, that's a vampire story. That's just mm-hmm. how they are. Yeah, that's right. But I've never seen one with a vampire falling for a witch. And so it's going to get real interesting, I feel it's- like, because she totally beautiful keep going like the the three the, the trilogy discovery of witches um and i can't remember the next two books the titles of the next right. two books but oh my goddess i seriously got to i i like consumed the trilogy and then i went right back to the first book and started reading yeah. straight away all over again and yeah. I enjoyed it just as much the second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited because I feel like she's going to please me in ways that authors haven't <laughs> ever before. Because oh, she's so fierce. Al- already, already she's um, she's doing it differently. Like the way she writes the story. It's not that they have this beautiful moment together, like the, the, yeah. the love interests. They have this beautiful moment together and then the next chapter is just like them mm-hmm. and the next few chapters is them like living life facing challenges well and i'm like no 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 let's get back to that special <laughs> moment that they just shared oh no and i love the way she doesn't do it. that it's so good she does not it and ends the chapter ends with hey do you want to have dinner friday night and the next chapter begins with it's yeah. friday night i'm getting yeah. ready for dinner and it's like yeah, let's skip all that in between time because nobody cares. <laughs> I I can. I want all of the in between stuff. And I got straight to the love, and like, especially when it's phrased as there's that kind of story is. And I love like the, that, like the detail that she has. She's a historian. Yeah, and the detail you is tell her knowledge yeah. exquisite. It's just so descriptive and like I feel like I'm there and touching the things and seeing the things. Because yeah, because the girl in the story is studies alchemy and and the vampire is uh what is he's a scientist of some kind. Yeah. And they're both professors. They're yeah. both at college universities, these yes. in Oxford and all this. So they're yeah. like highly renowned. Not yeah. only are they witches and vampires, but they're extremely intelligent. Yes. <laughs> it's wonderful helping yeah yeah but you will you'll enjoy the characters are wonderful you'll you will continue to enjoy it that is my prediction okay I trust that (laughs) (laughs) I did love supernatural so oh this is even better than supernatural really yes really I mean I still have to go back to Sam and Dean like Like every day different (laughs) different different uh, like a totally different kind of thing in all yeah. ways but if I had to pick one or the other I would pick this trilogy over Supernatural if I had to choose that's hard I'm gonna see how I feel at the end <laughs> that would be okay. such a hard choice for me <laughs> we'll see. So, okay 
Uh, okay, my, my potion is a champagne cocktail, mainly because it was my first wedding anniversary yesterday. And so that's... No, that's it. That went by so fast. I'm like, wait a second. No, you just got married. How has it been a year? Because COVID. <laughs> I guess so. That's why. It's been a very strange year for time. Like time has behaved so strangely this year. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so happy anniversary to me and my beautiful wife. And um, apart from that, I've been managing some data overload. I kind of got excited because I was new thing, learning things. I like to learn new things. And I uh, got to Friday, so I started this course on Monday, <laughs> got to Friday, and, and my brain at, at around half past five, oh, you know, towards five o'clock, my brain just went, <laughs> and I sat here, and I'm looking at the home with the stud, the homework I'm supposed to be doing, and my brain's going, like drooling out the corner of its mouth. <laughs> nothing nothing no no and so I'm like oh shit all right so I went downstairs and sat on the sofa Friday night is fries night Hanukkah cooks a dinner <laughs> we just have our little takeaway fries cooked in our kitchen yeah and I was just like not there <laughs> I was like, my brain had taken a holiday and I got just so much trouble she got so cross with me <laughs> Oh, you're supposed to be taking yeah. care of yourself. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Uh, that that kind of stuff can easily catch up. I found yeah. that out the hard way too. So um, I um, want to just get in and do it all and learn it all right now. I do, I do. I'm like, oh my god, this is so awesome! And I'm learning all the things and new, new, new data. You know, sucking in all of the new things. And so since then, so I took the weekend off. And then this week, I've just, I backed right off. I'm like, you know what? This course will come around again. I can do it in a few months. It's okay. I can just, you know, ease off, take yep. it at a bit of a slower pace. I've got all the notes. So that's what yes. I've been doing. That's true. That's so true. Like I have been in that space of just allowing Allowing the breath to, even if it's a longer breath than I'm expecting it to be, yeah. to be okay with that. You know, yep. you just be okay with it. Yep. Trust that you're being guided and you're taking care of yourself. Yep. And that's what's the most important thing. Yep. So that's kind of what I've been preaching on my other side of the world to um, the, the children's book stuff. That we're, uh, okay. The, the, having to pull back, but. You know, it's like, it's it's okay. Just like yep. you say, breathe through it. That's the one. So I, I'm feeling okay now. I'm balanced. I'm not feeling overwhelmed. I'm functioning. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know. That's good. I don't want you to go brain dead. Hey, by the way, yeah. did you know we have the same necklace on? We do Like not. the exact same. Oh. <gasps> Oh, holy shit, we do. Look. Yeah, it's the same. Oh, my God. Look at that. <laughs> I always wear this. I just, you just had, goosebumps. I just had goosebumps up, up and down my back. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, honey. Yeah, it's the same. No, like, oh my virtual hug. Oh, now I'm going to cry again. The chakras, the chakras and the... the tree of life with all of the little crystals in the, in the branches, all the different color crystals. Yep. Yep. Oh my God. As soon as I saw, I saw it. Well, I saw it a while back first in this rock shop and I didn't get it then, but then I found it online and ordered it later. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, I need that. <laughs> my mom gave me this. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So you've had it for a while. I've had mine like a year. I've had mine for a few years now. Yeah. She sent it to me a few years ago for a present. That's so cool. (laughs) Oh my word. Oh, you walk around really like. Oh my word. Oh my word. Oh my word. This is a big episode, guys. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm going to keep wearing this and keep you in my heart. And do some magic on my altar the connection yeah the heart connection right there i gotcha i gotcha thank you okay thank you <laughs> give me the bloody chapter summer and stop making me all poor. <laughs> this is uh this is the magic of reality right here yeah this is it babe. um So last chapter, they enter Katuchik's tower and they get to explore a little bit of how he lives as they they search for him where, where he's at in the tower. And they find him finally up at the top. It's where him and Belgarath finally have their face off. And um, they meet the boy that Katuchik's had with him. I forget exactly why with the orb and stuff. The orb is there and so after the whole battle they barely the whole group barely escapes but they all get out into back towards the caves and Katuchik's killed that's it yes okay so into Wolf's Wisdom this is where we go into the chapter in talk about all the things So when we start the chapter, they've just entered to Chick's turret, the tower. Um, And the the description is they're inside this room. It's like a treasure cave, Aladdin's cave or something. The way it's described is just gold and jewels and ropes of pearls holding curtains back from the window and fist-sized diamonds yeah I got Aladdin's cave and I also got smog's yes like layer smog's layer yep 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 now for a second I'm like hold on is there gonna be a dragon here (laughs) (laughs) no not quite big enough no I don't think there are dragons in this world oh what about that creature that they never said what it was and it was like laughing really big as a house mm-hmm. yes so they could just hear the wings above them they could i can't see believe i just said that and i can't take it back because it's on the show that's okay, okay. i already pretty much <laughs> knew it was a dragon anyhow so uh uh yeah so and then and so and belgrath's like transforms into this um 
this ageless hunter like you can just sort of see him he kind of is alive on all the edges of his skin like looking around on a you know high alert and and um ignoring everything around him just sort of you know obviously zoning in on Katuchik going to find him and it's interesting it's almost like he it's like the others are there just kind of following him but he's like 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 a pointer dog on a he's just he's got the scent and he's off and the others are just kind of like kind of in the background just you know there because they're there but but it's a weird kind of feeling like they're they're extra they don't actually need to be there yeah i mean <clears throat> well there's only the three the three with belgrade there's garion silk and oh. Dernix there as well and pogara yeah because okay. mandarin and barrack mm-hmm. were behind guarding the door yeah yeah, I mean, I, I guess Belgarath had a reason he wanted them to follow, just for safety, maybe. <laughs> well, I guess, together. you know, that they're in it together, aren't they? And they've got each other's yeah. backs, I suppose. There's no guarantee that he's that Tuchik's by himself. Right, yeah. And they pass through the different rooms. Uh, after the gold, there's books and scrolls in some room and then the other chamber is a gold throne at the center with black velvet behind it mm, yep so each room they go into is an entire thing unto itself and aunt Paul is just 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 completely disgusted um by well Kachichik's amusements, he, he amuses himself here, Aunt Paul says. You know, he's got many vices and he likes to keep each one separate. So they keep yeah. going and they go up to the next level uh, and come out into a sort of a torture chamber with a rack and whips and cruel hooked implements with bone and flesh caught in the teeth and stinking of blood and and aunt paul sends belgarath and silk to in to kind of check the rest of the rooms on this particular level because there are things that garen and dernick and rel oh relg we forgot about relg he's there too um shouldn't see there's some things here that he shouldn't see and when they come back even silk looks a bit sick you know Mm -hmm. kind of always got a bit of some exotic perversions now every time i read this i'm like well, what what i'm trying to think of worse perversions and my mind can't my mind won't go there no i can't create i can't create the worst i think perversions. you have to i think you have to kind of be in that state of mind that actually desires them to create them Oh, that's a good, that's a good one. You know, cause I like that a lot. When did you get so wise? Did that just happen? <laughs> <like that? laughs> 
<laughs> I wish that would be cool. <laughs> That's totally true. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. it's like like just in in our world here when someone's sick in the head. They, they manifest the perversions. perversions. Yeah, I've been watching Criminal Minds again. Mm. Um, I've never, I've never watched all the show all the way up to the end because there's like sixteen seasons or something, sixteen, seventeen seasons. There's a lot of seasons, but it's a very, I find it a very interesting show. But I, like you say, the sick mind. Yeah the world that it creates oh, I, I can't imagine those worlds no. you know yeah that's that's why people act out from some of the people who are acting out these rash ways you know it, it doesn't make sense to us but from mm. their perspective it's like uh they're doing it out of fear because they think they're in danger and they're like this is what i'm doing to save myself even though it means other people have to hurt you know what this translates to any everyone's world if everyone's mm -hmm. world is if you take the word perversion and just kind of uh define it as um as a skewed copy of an original of the pure original that's what everyone's world is like everyone has a perception whether we have a sick, whether we think our mind is a sick mind or a healthy mind or whatever mind, it is still that projection that we walk through, you yeah. know, our experience, is. in, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's true. Hmm. We perceive what we create in our in our mind. It's all in our mind. Yeah. I read where I was reading or listening or something about that. That literally like you created yeah. it in your mind that's the only place that exists is in it's, your mind it's the only place it can because that's where we understand it whatever it is we're looking yeah. at yeah i love those kinds of thoughts thinking about like that that kind of the the philosophy you know why existence why life why love why death why you know <sighs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i can feel like the wonder in in the exhale there the wonder yeah. of it all anyway yeah so yeah. he's not in the perverted level so they keep going they go up again and belgareth like he's like yeah i expected him to be on the top level but needed to be sure and up they go and as they get near the top, Garion starts to feel a peculiar tingling glow beginning somewhere deep within him, says here. Uh, a sort of endless singing seemed to draw on yeah. him and his, the mark on his hand burns. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. Torak close maybe oh, okay is it is it his his um the voice in his head okay well we'll just keep going keep going 
So they get to the, the first room in the top level and there's a black stone altar and a steel face of Torak on the wall. So there's this, you know, little private temple area. It's obviously been used because there's dry blood on the knife and blood stains in the pores of the rock. So it's been used quite often. And um, Belgrath's like, yep, he's on, on the ball now and he's straight he goes straight for the door behind the altar. Mm -hmm. But he's not there. And he just touches. Uh, he goes to another door, just touches it with his fingers and he goes, yep, he's here. And like whoo, draws in the breath because he's been waiting for this for a long time. And Aunt Pole gets very, you know, she's kind of draws herself up like a, I don't know, a second in, in battle, I see her as like this this stern guardian of the space, like holder of the space mm -hmm. so that Belgareth can do what he needs to do, but she's sort of there, you know, like we hold sacred space for people. She's there, you know, holding this container. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, I agree. I could sense her just like, um take on her protective mode especially though everyone else is with them like that's her focus is going to keep them safe true 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 Belgraf does what he needs to do yeah so she's like if don't dawdle father get on with it and then he just Belgraf reminds her that she needs to stay out of it and garion too mm -hmm. once things begin and um, in they go to a very plain looking room, stone floor, no curtains in the windows, just simple candles and a plain table in the center of the room. And Katuchik is sitting at the table with his back to them in a hooded robe, just gazing into an iron casket. And Garin starts to feel his entire, like he starts to feel this throbbing in his whole body in response to whatever's in that casket, it says. And the singing in his mind filled him. Yeah, so then it's the orb that's making the singing. Well, it appears so, because that's what's in the casket. Right. <laughs> it took me a long time. I didn't, I did not figure out, I'm like, what the heck is this thing until they finally said orb. I was like, oh. Ah. Okay the orb <laughs> and i should have and after i realized i'm like duh i should have known that that's why that's well, going you know. <laughs> um it's nice that you didn't that's that's good storytelling yeah um and then there's a little boy there a little boy just looks angelic in a dirty smock little shoes smudged face and he's just looks totally innocent this sweet innocence about him big blue eyes just trusts everyone yeah and what did you think when he when you saw the oh this little boy did the... mm, I thought it was very strange kind of creepy honestly because <laughs> all the stories I know of little children that look that pure and innocent end up being very evil and <sighs> demented <laughs> 
<laughs> I think of the vampire stories, you know, like yeah, yeah, vampires, yeah. and then obviously supernatural with Lilith and. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the little girl. Put on oh, that was so. They pretty. put on the like, oh yes, I'm so sweet, and then and then they yeah, just gonna snap Yeah. Okay, so you you do not trust the little boy. Not yet, no. But Garion doesn't seem to doubt him in any way, so I could be wrong. So could Garion. Mm-hmm. Like two chicks, like what took you so long, Bill? Bill, starting to worry about you. And um, he's quite like he's inviting visitors into his home. He's quite, you know, polite and yeah. Come on in. He sounds polite, but you can tell. Like Gary knows instantly by looking at him that he's just pure evil. Yeah, the way he's around. described is quite. He's quite well described. It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Prof- it, it, it was a face filled with an ancient and profound evil. Cruelty mm-hmm. and arrogance had eroded all traces of decency or humanity. And a towering egotism had twisted it into a perpetual sneer of contempt for every other living thing not a nice dude yeah definitely won't want to be in the room with him at all (laughs) no so he asks uh, aunt pole when he sees her he greets her and asks if she's finally come to submit yourself to the will of his master Mm mm-hmm so is he referring to like being with him? Being what what with, is the will? Being the will, what is the will of his master? Uh, the will of, well, who is his master? Torak, right? So, so somewhere before she's been referred to as the bride of Torak. Okay. And she just kind of dismissed it at that time and said, oh, it was just some raving in a prophecy that's just when Torak was raving one time. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what it is. And she's quite, she's very cold towards him. No, nope, came to see justice and he just, you know, is very dismissive and arrogant and um, she dares to kind of throw his, his Torak's maimed face in his teeth, you know, Mm-hmm. The, the weak the weak submit to the strong and Polgar's like yeah well check out Torak's face didn't that teach you anything he didn't like that very much mm-hmm. so you remember how Torak was burned mm-hmm. yeah so he tried to wield the orb and it burned up half his face basically yeah He's quite, he's almost, he's almost happy, you know, like, ha, ha to see them. Like, come on mm-hmm. in. You, where is everybody? Bring everybody in. Bring everybody in. Yeah. He's probably been waiting for this moment too. Like, it's here. Yay. I'm excited. Let's, let's you know, do this. He, he thinks he's going to win. And- yes. He thinks he's so clever. And did you see how he refers to all of them? No. 
Which part? He says, I see the nimble thief and the man with two lives and the blind man. But where's the dreadful bear and the night protector? The mm -hmm. horse lord and the bowman and the ladies. Where are they? The queen of the world and the mother of the race that died. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> So can you you can you can place all of those people that he's referring to? Um, I think. So. Come on, go through it. Go through it. See, tell me, tell me what you think. Well, the nimble thief is silk. Um, the blind man is Relg. I forget who's the man with two lives. Uh huh. I don't remember who he well, is. Well, keep keep going with the others, and maybe it'll come to you. The dreadful bears, Beric. The night protectors, Mandarellen. Uh, the horse lord is Hetar. Is the bowman someone separate, or is oh. the horse lord and the bowman? No, 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 no. The bowman is a the bowman is someone separate. You know. You oh, know. it's um the one that never came back. <laughs> Lelderin. Lelderin. I don't even remember his name. Um, yeah, and then the queen of the world is um, the Nidra, the mother of the race that dies, the woman in the cave. Uh -huh. Yeah. So he's left I, the man with two lives. Oh, 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 Dernick. Yes. With two lives. Yeah. So way, so way, way die. back, way, way back in. I remember it being brought up before. Yes. Like a fortune teller once came to Feldor's farm and told Dernick he was going to die twice. Isn't that silly? <laughs> I think it was. I think it was Garion talking to Sinedra when she was trying to when she was like reading his palm beside the pool when she'd gone to like wash. You know that was the first time that she's like, "Would you like to kiss me?" And then Dernick came and interrupted. Mm -hmm. I think that's. I think that's when he when he's okay. Anyway, <laughs> but yes, yeah. So they all they all have a specific purpose. Why they're in the group? What mm -hmm. they're this is the bigger picture of what they're going to contribute. So and it's interesting. Like uh, Katuchik's kind of admiring of Belgrath. You know, it's how he managed to keep them all together for all of these centuries. You know, this prophecy. If even one of their ancestors had, you know, had died at the wrong moment. You would have had to, you know, it would have all been for nothing. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's, you know, the the classic villain of admiring the hero's work. Yeah. You know, they, they do really do, too. They, yeah. they do kind of like, that's that's pretty good. But in their mind, they're like, I still bested you, though. But I'm going to win. <laughs> but I like how it sort of, it, it gives Belgarath this, um, it gives us a bit of a picture into his purpose, what he's been doing, you know, he's not just been existing in the world and carousing in random pubs and yeah, had this, this guiding purpose, like guiding this. And then he, it just sort of says hello to Bill Garion almost politely. And this, yeah, this is this is when Gary tries to, to use his will, like uh, just in preparation in case, like. Mm. Um, Katujic tries to come at him or do anything that he'll be ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, Katujic can sense him sort of 
gathering his will and I, th- I think you might find it a bit harder than you think boy don't just don't bother and um you know talks about uh in time Gary will learn to enjoy destroying his enemies you know watching them writhe in the grip of your mind is one of the most satisfying rewards of power and then he turns to fully engage with Belgrath and they do all of their, you know how to combatants <laughs> sort of get the little jibes in, do a bit of verbal to and froing, you know, all that polite kind of enemies. And they're still talking when the first bloke comes. Oh, no, no, they, they haven't started fighting yet. They still have a little bit of stuff to talk about because Ktuchik still thinks he's got the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants to have, he wants to know why he doesn't invite everybody else in to watch Belgrath win. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you want everyone to see you win? It'll give you some respect. And he's searching because he wants, he wants Sinidra. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for her. He thinks that she's come and that that means he's won because he, she's in his grasp. Yeah, so Belgarath realizes like why he's so relaxed about the whole meeting is because he thinks that Sinedra's there or Sinedra or uh, the mother of the race that died. Now, and if they're there, they are the only vulnerable ones and, and he will be able to to kill them and thus the prophecy has failed. So Belgareth has failed. And now, and I'm kind of like, I, I sense that, okay, they're the vulnerable ones, but I don't quite understand what makes them specifically so vulnerable. Any more than, any more than Silk or or Dernick, they're both there, or Relg. Could he not just as easily destroy any of them? I don't I don't know, know why. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to find the place where, where he says that. That he says that they're vulnerable. Uh let's see. It says the princess wasn't able to come with us, Belgarath replies blandly. She sends her apologies, though. And then Kachuchik is like, you're lying. You would never have dared to leave her behind. There's no safe place in the world for her to be. And then Belgarath's like, yeah, well, not even in the caves of Ulgo, under the protection of all. And Kachuchik realises that he's been bested. Yeah. And, um, and here it says... One of the others will do just as well, Ktuchik asserted, his eyes blazing with fury. No, Belgarath disagreed. The others are all unassailable. Sinedra is the only vulnerable one, and she's at Prolgu under the protection of all himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm so why do you think that is? Like I I don't I don't know. I don't know either other other than that she's a young girl who's still kind of like learning the ways of the world because she was kind of sheltered right I wonder if it's I wonder if it's to do with with will 
because very often evil requires us to give ourselves to it because it can't take. You, mm -hmm. The good has to agree to be bad mm -hmm. or, or be, be influenced to be wicked. Yeah. And I don't think any of the others could do that or would do that. I don't think they would willingly be beguiled to wickedness or tricked into it. Maybe, maybe that's the vulnerability. It could be. It could be. Like, uh, and then that comes back to, I think, too, just her being... Uh, yeah, she's Still, young. like yeah. she, she's just she's young and she's just like kind of got away from the only home she's ever known where she wasn't mm. allowed to do very much. And so she but, has but that Garyness. Garyan too though, all but the difference with Garyan is he has he's a sorcerer. Mm -hmm. Even like just yeah. a young one, yeah, a young one, but he's still got that power, <laughs> hasn't he? Yeah, and we already just saw him try to build his will against yeah, true, before true, even true. anything happens. Yeah. So, so he's definitely, yeah. Okay. So, well, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I feel like that's that's probably the best guess is, yeah. yeah. She, maybe her, her will isn't quite strong enough yet. To resist doesn't the... Mean that she's weak. It just means that she still has a lot of and, growing. And, and, and is more susceptible to trickery, trickery and that kind of yeah okay you know what yeah okay cool yeah uh let's have a look so yeah belgrad's like you really should have checked that they were all with me before you let us in yeah wanker <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just give her the orb now you know i'll take it away from you if i have to but you know how about we just gentleman about this yeah and then two chicks starts to bargain split the world in half yeah <laughs> you can you can rule this half i'll rule this half and belgrath's like belgrath doesn't want it <laughs> no i don't want half and he's like ah you want it all mm -hmm. of course not belgrath doesn't want any of it no. um but katuchik you know, he can't see that because his mind is so filled with greed. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so he keeps trying to bargain all the way down to everything that he can think of. And Belgarath is just this uh, well, this deep, deep well of compassion, power mm -hmm. and strength and, but just compassion, really. Oh, that's how it feels like to me. And then and then he sort of notices, pays some attention to the little boy and sort of says, yeah, I wondered, I wonder where he found this child. It talks about how innocence and purity are not exactly the same thing, of course, but that's how they stole the orb because the little boy is innocent. Mm -hmm. And so he could touch the orb and take it. Okay. okay. Um, and he comments that it must have been really hard for Zeta to raise a total innocent because, of course, he's an evil sorcerer. 
Right. And um, and and Tujik's like, yeah, well, that's why I let him do it. <laughs> So yeah, they've obviously, the they've obviously, you know, well, according to this, Katuchik mm-hmm. and Zeta were together in the plot to steal the orb by the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Katuchik's like, well, you know, you can try to take it, but I am going to fight. And if we have, if we fight, we don't really know how that's going to turn out. Do you want to chance it? He's like, oh, I think I'll just keep it. The world's pretty good without Torak. We don't really need him around. I think I'll just keep the orb and you can just go away. And this just, you know, comes out of nowhere. He fires the first shot at Belgarath, sitting comfortably relaxed in his chair uh, without any warning. Mm-hmm. He just, no no flicker of anything. Um and it's not just a surge of power and a and a a roaring in Garion's mind. It's like a thunderclap. It's so powerful. And Garion's like, if that had been coming at me, there'd be nothing left. <laughs> yeah, he's been disintegrated. But not Belgrath. Belgrath has been trained for this kind of thing. Been been. <laughs> waiting for it for a long time and it's it's a really well described sorcery battle i think it talks about you know light and shadow and <clears throat> lightning being thrown and power shadows of power shrouding the people and then shattering like crystal and yeah as they blast at each other yeah it's definitely a nice descriptive fight battle between the sorcerers and yeah. Garion even tries to step in at one point, but mm-hmm. Aunt Paul says, no way, <laughs> stay no, out of it. The air around them is alive. Anything you do yeah. is just going to, like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like electrical, like you, if you're in, you know, working with electricity. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You got to be very careful. It says that the air seemed to crackle and hiss. And they can see strange images all over the place and the whole turret's trembling and that these two dreadful old men just ripping at the fabric of reality to kind of throw things at each other. So they all just back, 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 back up and watch and watch the show because <laughs> that's yeah. all they can do. <laughs> uh, but that's then... beyond. <laughs> that's beyond, Yeah. <laughs> Then the little boy. Yeah, the little boy um, looks right at Garion and just really calm and collected and kind of like oblivious. I almost like feel like if this was a movie, this would be the moment where you hear it all happening in the background, but it zoomed in on the boy and it's just calm and still. Mm-hmm. And he moves, he grabs the thing out of the, what do they the call orb. it, the cask? Yeah, he gets yeah, the, the cast. And like he walks through the magic like it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Right. That's why I imagine in a movie it'd be like he's moved, the camera's on him moving, nothing's touching him. It's just yeah. quiet around him. Yep, it's like slow motion. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he walks with, towards Garion with the orb in his hands. And what does he say? He says, Errand? Mm-hmm. And so he's asking him a question like, Errand? I don't know what that means. 
So the child stopped and raised the stone in his hands, offering it to Garion. He smiled and spoke a single word, errand. Right. But later he asks, he asks it as a question, doesn't he? I think it's at the end of the chapter. Yes. Um, but no, here he's just like stating errand. Mm-hmm. And then and then Garion sees what's in Tuchik's mind. Okay. So is the word like what triggers it to be able to do that? Uh, or is it not? No, I don't connected? think so. I think that uh he like he he must he's obviously aware of what's going on around him very peripherally, Tuchik I'm talking about. And all of a sudden, Garion can see what he's thinking. And what he's seeing is a picture of Garion holding the orb. Mm-hmm. And the picture terrifies Kutuchik. He's terrified of that happening. Yeah. And so Garion reaches, like, he's like, oh, that's interesting. And he de- really deliberately just reaches out towards the stone his right hand with the mark on his palm and the is the mark on his palm is like really wants the stone and the song inside of Garion is like oh you know getting all <laughs> crescendo ish and then and then he can he feels the panic of Ktuchik. and 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 Ktuchik's like he just be not just shouts and, and directs all of his force at the stone be not mm-hmm. and then just everyone's like holy shit what did you just do everyone just stops and there's silence and Ktuchik can't even believe what he's done and he's like trying to take it back no 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 I didn't mean it I didn't mean it mm-hmm. yes <laughs> And of course, we've learned that how sorcery works in this world is you cannot unmake anything. Yeah. Or the power is turned on you. Okay. So then the orb doesn't necessarily kill him at all. It's another universe. Himself. Absolutely. The, remember the way that it's described? I think Gary described yeah, it as like you try, you build up all of this will and then you can't release it. And so it's just inside you and and destroys you because you can't the universe won't let you unmake anything yeah so they watch him it's all magic it just eats him from the inside out yeah like it's like swells and shrinks and swells and shrinks and cracks and all inside all the crack lines there's this no blood or bone it's just like blazing power is Mm-hmm. yeah i definitely that's like a vision in, in supernatural like i'm a in, like maybe when god dies so no he doesn't die yeah it's a pretty uh, good description angel. yeah uh, yeah so everyone's kind of just blasted into the walls and flung around and the the orb uh bounces away and rolls along the floor and Garion reaches out to catch it and up hole like no 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 it's all don't 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 touch 
So the little boy, because he grabs it, the little boy can touch it because of his innocence. Apparently so, yes. So he's quite, he's just so, like he just runs after it like it's a ball and laughs, picking it up. Uh-huh. Right. And um, so Aunt Paul tells, says, Kachuchik destroyed himself. He tried to unmake the orb and the mother of the gods will not permit unmaking. Belgareth's kind of stunned. He's been thrown across the room and he's just sort of lying there with his beard smoking. <laughs> <The scene. laughs> yeah. You can see that clearly in my mind. <laughs> and, like, Wait a second. And our pulse sort of, you know, get up, get up, father, trying to get him up. And then the turret, begins, sort of everything starts to shudder and shake and creak and um, carry on this booming sounds coming out of the earth and the rock and Barrack and Mandarel and thunder in and like get out of here everything's the turrets just falling away from the um from the rock everything's collapsing the temple's collapsing there's a huge crack in two feet wide in the ceiling and um Belgrath just kind of is out of it just stares at it you know and so she, she commands Barak to pick him up, and the 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 whole turret is literally falling away, and they're like, oh, and Rel sort of says, there, there, points to the wall, and says, there, there's a cave back there. Can you open it? Open that wall there, and Art Paul just bursts the wall, and they jump into into the cave as the turret's pulling away. Yeah. So um, the only one left is 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 Gary and he's last, and the boy. Yeah. So he picks up the boy. Well, why does he pick up the boy though? Uh, I don't know. It just says he gasps, suddenly remembering the little boy. Okay. Just before that, the paragraph before that. Oh, the child, the voice in his head. They have to save the child. Otherwise, everything that's ever happened is meaningless. Yep. And it's not a dry voice anymore. It's very invested in what's saying. Like. Right. So, yeah, I guess let's find out later. So, 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 Ga- so he gets him and, and uses all of his will to jump across before it's too late. And, yep. you know, him and the boy make it over and. They're all yep. safe. Yep, yep. So they're all there. And the, so he's carrying uh, the little boy and the little boy is um, has the orb of Aldior cradled protectively against his chest and the little boy's just smiling up at him. Errand, he asks. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and what then is that? that <laughs> do, do we know what that means or not? What does that mean? What Aaron? do you think it means? This is the first time we've heard it. I have no idea. This is the first time we've we've heard that word. Okay. So I'll find out the meaning later if I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, so they they uh so they decide they're gonna go back down through the caves and go get that woman that they left uh-huh because they need her she's 
the woman of the race that died mm-hmm. or the mother of the race mother of the race that died um yeah but Aunt paul's like we we have to get down we still have to stop and pick up the slave woman and rel is like oh she's almost certainly dead and Aunt paul's like just is that right like she doesn't say anything does she have to no no it's Aunt paul and so yeah off they go with the earthquake yes. rumbling beneath their feet uh, end of book three very lord of the rings when they're trying to get out of moria oh yeah right is it moria yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah when they're when the when dies. the balrog has just taken um yeah Bel- uh, will not boss. gandalf gandalf yes, yes. That's the end of book three. This is going to be a long episode. I feel very hungry already. Oh, okay. okay. I I spoke a lot in the beginning. Yeah, that's okay. We'll just wrap it up and then you can go and feed your beautiful self. Okay. Magic, 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 magic. Magic, I chose the orbs, lights, and power. Okay. That's pretty cool. And I chose the battle between Belgareth and Katuchik because that's fucking awesome. It's pretty epic. Reality? Uh, my reality? It, it reminded me of when Aunt Paul gives Rogue that the look in her eye and he's just like, okay, we'll go. Um, I've been told, and I don't intend to but i've been told that i give a look that can be very intimidating and i'm really not intending to intimidate people at all but i remember specifically in junior high i i went to a dance with the boy and in that dance he danced with another girl it upset me very much <clears throat> and i guess that i at some point previous to that i had given that other girl this look and when she found out that she'd upset me by dancing with my dates at the dance, she got very afraid. <laughs> I was like, oh no, oh no, she's gonna beat me up. Like the thing that beat me up, she's gonna beat me up. And and so I had heard through someone else about that. I was like, really? Oh my gosh, you know, I didn't, you know, and so it's just that that look, and even as an adult. You know what? Some know. of us are just lucky enough to be cursed with faces that tell you exactly what we're thinking. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't want us to look at you like you're being a dick, don't be a dick. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely me, the hard on the sleeve kind of person. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so my reality is observing an aggressive encounter between two people and feeling as immobilized as Garion seems to be as his grandfather fights. Like, historically, when I'm in the presence of two people who have that really aggressive energy going, I shut down and go into shock. Yeah. I know Not that. Pleasant. I that too. Not pleasant. I don't like it. Yeah. That's a good one. Prophecy speaks.
I'll do mine first because that way I can breathe while you're talking and not pass out. Yep. Have you got some water? Uh, yeah, I have water. Okay. I just get shakes. No, no, that's okay. Need. Let's go. Let's go. Do you need? Do um, you do you have do you have any crackers? Do you want a cracker or something? No, I'll wait because we're almost done. Like chuck a date. Did date don't need to go? No, I love dates. Dates are perfect for that. I should have brought them. I don't. I don't want to go out there because I think he's home. Oh, sorry. I'm just just delaying you. Quick, 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 quick. It's okay. So my prophecy is um, what type of setting would be perfectly, perfectly magically dark, but also able to hold light for my new series that I'm writing. And I'm using the book Finale by Stephanie Garber, which this series is like my um, all soul series for you. This series is that for me. Is this the um, Karis? Caravel. 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 I've got Caravel on my Kindle, but I haven't read it yet. It's so good. Is it good? Oh no, I've got the ebook. Yes. I think. I could think I've got the ebook. You should not the definitely. ebook. I don't know what I'm saying. Audiobook. Oh, audio. Yeah, definitely, because it's it's worth it. Okay. It's also love stories, plural, but okay. So good. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. Okay, go. What uh, type of see. setting would be perfectly magically dark for Alicia's new series? Yes. Uh, they fled swiftly across the darkened city together, but they didn't move faster than the rumors. The rumors are Prince Dante is dead, crushed by death, crushed to death by his maze. The former heir come back and murdered Prince Dante. Prince Dante. Prince Dante was killed by someone in the maze. Invaders have taken over the city and beheaded Prince Dante. Okay. Some of the <laughs> yeah, some of the claims were closer to truth than others, but all of them had one thing in common: legend was dead. I remember this part. I'm like, ah. um, her step, her steps faltered, but she didn't stop. If anything, she ran harder. The fates had won another round. But once Tella found her sister and the legend came back to life, they'd all visit the vanished market where they'd find a way to destroy the fallen star and they'd be able to stop the other fates as well. All right, all right, all right. So, okay, tell me, because, oh my God, so many options. Yeah, there was a lot of actually physical places listed here, which is which really cool. Which one stood out so, to you? Well... I don't know for the overall world itself i mean dang that's a hard <laughs> well it's an urban setting it looks sounds like an urban setting yeah so they're in the big city yeah. within the city is a maze that was part of a game it's a maze and the vanished market was mentioned um so urban setting this is what it feels like, huh? Yeah. Dark in, a darkened city. All right. Well, I'll play with that. I'll play with so let's sit with you. Let's sit with you. Yeah. I'm going to mark this page. Settings are the most challenging thing for me to write. Oh, okay. The okay. most challenging. And my first novel, though, is a, a whole new world I created. 
it wasn't deep enough for me. I want to get into it this time and like, okay, really build this world. So I well, want to be really the, comfortable. With then the also think about the settings in the minds of the characters in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm, I'm going to create the characters first, even. So that's going to help. And each will help you the create the other. When you, when you picture the character in a certain setting, it tells you something about the setting. It tells you something about the character because they behave yeah. a certain way in that setting. And as you kind of experiment with that, you'll learn more about um, both of those things. Okay. Yeah, that's good because it's good because otherwise I kept drawing back to the settings of like the Raven Jews. Like, no, 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 yeah. I need different. I need different. Yeah, no, that's what you do. You so just city a dark city would be very different you know and 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 just put plonk your character down in the middle of it and go okay what 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 do they pay attention to what things do they see you know how do they behave do they like it here yeah okay okay yay <laughs> so my prophecy speaks question is if i continue to use the advertising techniques i've learned until the end of May, be very specific. What will be the outcome? Okay. Yeah. I want to know this one. Yeah. So <laughs> the book I'm using is Girl with a Pearl Earring by Tracy Chevalier. Okay. She was right. It would be rude of us not to invite him to our house. I had not played this game with a man before, but I had seen what went on with others. If Pieter was serious, then my parents would have to treat him seriously. I also knew that a hardship, I also knew what a hardship it would be to them to have him come. My parents had very little had very little now despite my wages and what my mother made from spinning wool for others, they could barely feed themselves, much less another mouth and a butcher's mouth at that. I could do little to help them, take what I could from Tanika's kitchen, a bit of wood, perhaps some onions, some bread. They would eat less that week and light the fires less just so that they could feed him properly. But they insisted that he come. They would not say so to me, but they must have seen feeding him as a way of filling our own stomachs in the future. A butcher's wife and her parents would always eat well. A little hunger now would bring a heavy stomach eventually. Okay. Yeah. That gives me a really clear answer, actually. Because the <laughs> technique, the, well, the techniques I'm learning are for a long game. It's not a short, mm -hmm. it's not a now, 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 now results. It's a yep. low and slow and and like um, very non-risky, but just low and slow and consistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's just a little bit. A little so bit out now. That's what this is telling me. Like, yeah, not lots, lots now, but later on, you'll get a payoff. 
So, so until the end of May, what will be the outcome? So that's, so it's like telling me, yeah, okay, keep doing it to the end of May, even if you feel like the belly's empty, keep doing it because it's going to be worth it. Yeah. That's good. That's that really good. Oh, did you see it? Did you get anything else out of that? Yeah, well, mine peaked right at the, not the very last part of it, but right before that, it mentioned the same kind of idea. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's it right there. It's basically like literal. It was, the, huh? The words used. I was, words starting, used. I was starting to go, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then the last couple of things are like, oh, okay, right. Yep, good, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was it. This is the beginning, I was kind of like, hmm, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure you should do this. Maybe you should stop. All right. <laughs> oh, tell me that this Prophecy Speaks stuff isn't kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really <laughs> gives some pretty good answers. <laughs> It does. I believe, I, I truly believe in it now, even now that I do my own like card readings mm. and I'm trusting that the the guidance is coming through it because I'm asking for it and mm-hmm. then I'm opening up for the answer. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same exact thing except we're using a book mm-hmm. and pulling whatever reading comes out saying get a deck and pull the card that comes out is what you get. Mm-hmm. The page that comes up in the book is your answer, you know. And you know, yeah, it's all about uh, helping me, helping you to focus, and helping you to think about things in maybe just a slightly different way. Asking you to trust yourself, asking you know all of these things. Yes. I'm not going to ask you to prediction for the next chapter because the next chapter is chapter one of book four. Yeah. We'll just start fresh in the new season. We will. We will. (sighs) Do you have a hashtag? Hashtag. No. End of book three. (laughs) No. Errand? That's what I thought of too, Errand. Okay. Errand. That's the hashtag for this week's episode so my darling listeners you've come to the end of season three and we're so glad that you have stuck with us all this time I really hope that you're enjoying the show I mean obviously if you're here at the end of the show the end of season three you do enjoy the show and I'm really glad about that because that's why we do it. And now we have the next book of the next season to yes. look forward to. Yeah. To share with you. And even after that, I mean, Sandra keeps telling me how much there is to this world in the books. Yeah. And so we got yeah. a long ways to go together. I do. To look so forward to. We're going to have three weeks off. It's vacation time. Uh, it could be, it could be even a week or two longer than that it will depend on 
Alicia's schedule and when the girls are off school and what's going on in her life, of course. Um, but we'll let you know on the Patreon what's going on. I'll, I'll update you there. And if you want to take this uh, episode's hashtag errand and pop into the extended show notes on the website, belgarriedandbeyond.goddesskindle.com, you can scroll down to the bottom of the show notes and chuck it in a comment there. That would be fun. Or, you know, put it in Patreon. If you want to leave a voice message, you can do that. There's a link. If you want to read some of the chat other fans of the show are posting, you can follow us on Patreon. Just you know, scroll down under the where it lists the tiers and click the follow button. And as always, you can email Belgariot and beyond at gmail.com with all your questions and comments. And Belgariot and Beyond podcast is an indie production. So the best two ways for you to show your support is to leave a review on iTunes or become a patron. So thank you very much to all of our patrons. Thank you for being our family and supporting us. Uh, your support means more than you think it does. And patrons get to comment on our posts and access to bonus episodes of Before the Show where we talk about some pretty intimate stuff and um, how we're managing our lives and getting through, you know, challenges and celebrating victories. And uh, patrons also get full uncut video of every episode. So, for example, you'll get to see these matching necklaces that we discovered that we own, oh, my God, sisters across the bloody world, um, mm -hmm. when you get into the live videos. <laughs> and, um, oh, my goodness. So, but anyway, you can uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash Belgariot and beyond to check out all of the things that you can engage, all of the ways you can engage with us over there. But until next time, that's me. That's us. Yeah. We'll see you guys soon. I keep wanting to say, <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. No, I like, I like what? No, never mind. I'm complicating it. <laughs> I just, I love, I love, and he just did it in an episode I rewatched. But when, when somebody says, we'll be back shortly, Castiel says, I don't understand that reference. And it makes me laugh so hard every time he says, I don't, I don't understand that reference. Because he delivers it so good. And he's just yeah. so he's bland so and serious. Pain. Yeah. Uh, Yes, we'll be back shortly. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Bye, everyone. Bye.